now time for a very brain-scratching edition of Game Pass or Pass, the podcast where we play games on Microsoft's Game Pass service, tell you which games to pass into your friends and which games to simply run on by, hop on that brain, jump through a teleporter, do you, I promise you, do you. Not finishing that statement. I am Corey. <laughs> I am joined by. I got. I, I got nothing. I got. I got. No, I'm jo- Basher. It's this guy. Wow! Wow! You got nothing this time. This is. Uh, this is rare, and I'm a bit offended. I'm not gonna lie to you. This game is just so out there that like I just couldn't. I just is could it not. That out there. It's, it seems it's pretty, pretty in there. there. It seems pretty in there. It, it's pretty out there. It's 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 pretty out there. I don't I don't know what to tell you. We are going to be talking about Double Fine's Psychonauts today. That's what we do on this podcast. We talk about video games and then that's it. That, that's what we do. We go home. I'm going to make some salmon later with some rice. Yo, what's with you doing the salmon, man? You be killing the salmon. It's good for you. And you're in like Indiana, like it can't be fresh. No, but you'd actually be surprised. Like frozen salmon is is gross. Pretty good I agree. If you disgusting? Uh, absolutely. No, no. If if you you don't first of all you don't bake it. Okay, you pressure cook it. That really helps get rid of that frozen taste. I'm not saying that it doesn't taste like frozen salmon, but you can get pretty close, and it's significantly cheaper. Listen, but guy. I'm from, I, listen, guy. I'm from Boston. All right. I don't, you I don't know what you're talking about. We can't, can't catch our collar around here. You can't do that air frying thing. It's just it. The problem with frozen salmon is it, the salmon is that it's too dry. But pressure cooking, pressure cooking it, really helps. That's all I'm gonna say. You're wrong, but whatever. No, I'm not. You haven't even tried it, have you? Do you even I'm not own going a pressure to cooker? I'm not going to. You know what? I'm, I'm going to buy one and not use it to make salmon. How about that? <laughs> Why would you buy it? <laughs> Out of spite. That's not spite at that point. That is not what we're going to talk about. We're going to be talking about Psychonauts. But before that, if you want to let us know what you think about Frozen Salmon, did you know you can call us and leave a voicemail and, and all those fun things? You can choose a text message. We'll read them. We'll talk about them. 574-651-9256 or gpopfans at gmail.com. Both are ways to get a hold of us. Pick up your phone right now. Whatever you're doing, pick up that phone. I want to know exactly what you think about salmon and frozen salmon and why Basher is wrong. But let's talk about Psychonauts. Here are the deets on this game. Developed by Double Fine Games, which I don't know why, but I keep forgetting that Microsoft bought them. Microsoft now owns Double Fine, so this is technically a Microsoft game now. It was obviously made a long time ago uh, before they purchased it. But they're also known for games like Broken Age, Day of the Tentacle, Grim Fandango, and Brutal Legend. Regularly priced at $9.99 on the Xbox Store as well as the Windows Store. It's available on PC, Xbox One. Uh, It is available on Xbox Series X and S via backwards compatibility. All of the original Xbox games do get those Xbox One X enhancements. So if you have a Series X or S, you'll get some of those as well. Uh, No crossplay because there's a multiplayer. No cloud saves, um, but that really, there's no, you can't really play this on the platforms. So, actually, I want, maybe, I might be wrong. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to look that up right now. Live fact checking. If you can play it other places? I, I want to know if your PC transfer, <clears throat> PC save transfers to Xbox and vice versa. Not that anyone would probably do that, but I, w- I don't want to give off. 
wrong information. That's not what I'm about. Like yeah, we're not CNN or Fox News. We're not any major media outlet. If you want to do a buyout, let me know. Um, <laughs> I will ten billion dollars, and you could own this podcast. Uh, no, there's no cross save. Ten billion. Ten billion. Yep. Yeah. There is no cross save. So, bummer. All right. So uh, there's also no DLC for this game. Psychonauts. This is kind of a a unique one because this is a very popular game. Came out in 2005, and not to a lot of enough. praise. I maybe maybe not. I mean, this is a game that a lot of people talk about, and it is finally getting a, getting a sequel. Uh, but I mean, for the most part, it it got you know eights and nines, you know, and that's for a platformer that didn't have Mario on the front of it. That's pretty rare in those times. Or Sonic. So, um, sure. Maybe Sonic Colors. <laughs> I don't. Especially Sonic Colors, Sonic Generations, just all the Sonic games. Sonic Generations was fantastic. Sure but that's was. like the only one from that. Like all... I know some people like Unleashed, but not really. Not really my thing. So, Psychonauts is a platforming game. Um, it is wacky. It is weird. You play Raz, who's a young boy who's gifted with psychic abilities. Uh, he basically sneaks into a summer camp where they teach you how to be a psychonaut, which is using your brain to basically spy and, and control people. And let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, so I did not play this game when it first came out. Um, I was not very... I'm very particular with my platformers. Like, uh, it's I'm one of the people who acknowledges... I understand that Mario games are phenomenal. They're amazing. They're great. Uh, I don't like them. Like it just, it just, They just don't resonate with me. There are some games like Ratchet and Clank where I will almost buy a system for it. But uh, it's, it's just... So, like, they're really hit and miss from, with me personally. So, when I saw Psychonauts first come out, I'm just like, I'll pick that up eventually. And I turned it to never. And I think I think at the time, it got a lot of kind of it almost have, almost had that like that 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 indie buzz to it and 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 that, and that at the time was just turning me off a bit i just didn't think it would have the the gameplay and the meat and the bones if you will uh here and having started this game up the first hour or so i still felt that kind of way where it wasn't really grabbing me per se it's good. It's 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 a slow build and it's and it has a very double fine charm to it, which depending on who you are, that's hit or miss. So it's a lot. It's it's very funny, very quirky. It looks like the the look of it is even very unique. Uh, but uh, it for me, it took a while to get started. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. Um. I, I have a somewhat similar feeling to platformers. Like I, I tend to like 3d platformers versus 2d um, unless it's like the classic, you know, Mega Man X's and stuff like that. But m- most modern platformers, I, I tend to stick to 3d, but it takes a lot for me to get into a platform for kind of the opposite reason of what you said. Like, you know, I Mario Mario is Mario is nowhere near my favorite game, but anytime there's a new Mario, I'm going to check it out. I, I absolutely love Super Mario 64. I love, like, the original Super Mario Galaxy 
is one of my all-time like favorite experiences. I think the second one is is one of the best games ever made. Like it would probably be in like a top twenty for me, but it takes a lot for me to pick up a platformer because Mario games come out so far in between that I it always feels fresh. You know, it, it's and for platformers, it, I don't always get that feeling, and so. I don't play a lot of, of things that are not Mario in the platforming realm. Like, I've tried stuff like Ukulele and Banjo-Kazooie and, and stuff like that from sort of the same era or, or try to be in that same era and just never clicked with me. I, I did enjoy, like, Donkey Kong 64, but that took a while for me to, to get there. And the reason I say all that is because I think one reason why I always resonate with Mario and some of these games I don't is because Mario is so good at in the first five minutes – you're going to be having fun. Agreed. And and that's I'm with you in that Psychonauts I the gameplay was not pushing me forward in that first hour by any means. It it was sheer sheer weirdness of of the game. Like the the locations that you go to are just very strange in a good way. Uh you know, there I think you can overdo it and not to say this game isn't overdone, but Tim Schafer just has a style. Double Fine has a style, and I don't think it always hits for everybody, but this one kind of hit for me. I think this was actually their like debut title after, because uh, Schafer used to be LucasArts, you know, because uh, Grim Fandango and uh, Day of the Tentacle and stuff like that. Like that, those were LucasArts games, and I believe this was like his first foray out of it. I know like this and Brutal Legend were supposed to be kind of his big games. Um, didn't really like Brutal Legend, but uh, so it took me a while, kind of similar to you and. Honestly, if it wasn't for the show, I might not have pushed past it, but I did. Um, and once I got to like that third hour, it, it really started clicking for me. Um, once you like actually start get, getting to play the game, you start getting powers, you start seeing all the different ways that you can platform it and the way that it it actually has some extremely smart design of, of looking forward and, and sort of bucking some trends as well as not falling into some, some traps that other platforming games can have. But yeah, I'm with you in that I don't think it makes the the, the best debut gameplay-wise, but it, it is such a striking um, pr- presentation that it, it was enough to keep me going. I completely agree with the sentiment of if it wasn't for the show, I would not push past it. Uh, and especially the the three-hour mark. I think it takes about that long before you get a real handle on... First of all, that's when the game kind of lets you go. Also, that's when they stop throwing so many tutorials at you. And yeah. A lot of it, tutorials. <laughs> just along the way you learn. It's just, and it's, it's one of those things... It's like, it's like a uh, an evil necessity, you know? Because it's like it, it needs to be done. And I, I want to say Double Fine does a... Does a good job of making it uh humorful like just make it funny and and sweet and charming but it's it's a rough go for for it was a rough go for me personally i i I like to pick up a game and just go and the very few games that you do that this is definitely one of those games that don't let you do that but when you start to go you start to learn those new powers those new abilities and you start to switch 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 out with them like mid-combat and get that arsenal it starts to really flow and that's i think that's when the gameplay started to click for me and that's when i started to turn on the game in a good way yeah it it sounds like we had a similar situation like it's what i find super strange is that they the leveling system is kind of weird like 
there's basically like these holograms around the world that you can pick up. And every time you, you pick up enough to get a hundred points, you level up. But when you level up, that doesn't mean that you gain a new ability. Like you only get new abilities. Is it every like 20 levels or something? It's either 10 or 20 levels, something like that. So you're picking up stuff for a while, but you, it, it's just, it's a weird thing. Like it's, it's almost like they looked at coins from Mario, which have a historic, for the most part, a historic past of not really doing anything. And they looked at that and were like, well, we want you to be able to pick up coins, but they want we want you to be able to have them do something. Um, but in in some cases, I think less is more. Like, I don't know if picking up all those holograms were a good thing or a bad thing, but they're kind of essential because you need them to unlock some of the, I think it's telekinesis is the first one um, that you get, or maybe you get that automatically. There's one of the abilities that you get, uh, maybe it's the fire, um, pyrokinesis or pyrotechnics, whatever it's called. And... So without that, like if you're not doing that, then you can miss out on powers, and and the powers are the best part of the game. You know, they they really do change up the flow of the game, like you said, in terms of how you're how you're tackling situations. But the game really hits its stride at, in the middle point when stuff like levitation, like levitation, is it changes everything. Like the level design, the platforming, it all just completely changes with these abilities. But I just find it super strange that they're introduced extremely late, like extremely late. And, also, and I don't like the way they introduced either. Like, the, the idea of collecting these weird holograms, which it, which turns into currency. Like, at the end of the day, everything turns into currency in some shape or yeah. form. And which which it, is weird. Like, it's like a weird... Because that's like modern day, like, six currencies. And this game came out in 2005. And it has, it has no microtransactions, like, obviously, like, bolted into it. But it almost feels like it does. Right. <laughs> it's, it's very strange. And it, and it a lot of it is just kind of currency management, like because like you, there there are about three or four different currencies, and but only two of them matter. So you're kind of uh, collecting enough of currency A to turn into currency B, because currency A and B turns into currency C, and that's how you buy your abilities, and it's like or your equipment and. It, it it kind of dragged an experience for me a little bit because like Mario, uh, or uh, or even Sonic for that matter, like well Sonic not necessarily because it's sort of your health, but any sort of collecti- collectible, they kind of don't matter for the for for the most part. But in this case, it's like if you don't collect these, you will miss out on power ups, and they almost for and there are certain power ups that are needed to pass certain parts of the game. So at that point, it just becomes a lot of digging for resources a lot of mining for re- for currency and it creates it it slows down what ends up what ends up being a, a, like a at times a very fun smooth uh, gameplay process yeah it's it's also strange in that i think the game sort of knows knows that because at first like the the guitar pick things the the, the pink are they yeah. guitar picks i don't remember the arrowheads, um, arrowheads. Yeah, I knew that wasn't right. Um, it, like at first, they barely give give you those, and then you you go to the store, and I don't remember what the item is, but it's like two hundred and fifty of these guitar picks or arrowheads, or maybe it was even like five hundred. And I was just like, I got like seven. Like, like what's going on here? And then as you progress through the game and and you get to later levels, they start dropping those way more. So it's like, why do you want me to like try to farm these? 
in sort of the overworld if you're just going to kind of dump them on me. So like it's just got a lot of weird old design like that, but a lot of it just feels like it's it's specifically deliberate to make sure that you're always progressing some somewhere. Like you're not just progressing via the world like a star count or anything. You're just always progressing to try to get something new to to keep pushing the story forward. But I I think a lot of that it, it's distracting because like you said the the main plot lines of the game like the bosses and and the way that things are introduced and it's just it's it's good like i i really enjoy that stuff and at first i thought maybe that the 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 meat of the game was going to be the sort of collectathon and and having to get all of these different things but it turns out no like the actual heart of the story is there and that's the best part but it's a little hard to get to like you really have to sort of bootstrap and and just sort of force your way through because uh, there's like a little overworld and and it's not the easiest to navigate with the map and everything like it just has a lot of old old uh trappings i guess you could say or old game game design that stand in its way which i it's bound to happen with a game that's 15 years old but it it just sort of sticks out here Oh, absolutely. I think that was the hardest thing to get over was the trappings of a 15 year old game uh because once you get past that it's again it, it's a very charming experience I, I i'm i'm not by any by any means a huge double fine fan most like most of their games especially later on they were a little too self-aware if you will for me for my taste um i i, I very much enjoyed this this experience but uh yeah the, the trappings are definitely there for a 15 year old game um i i got stuck very early on when it came to finding Agent Crowler, Crowler, I, I forgot his name. In like the science lab or whatever. Yeah, because you have to, because essentially what you have to do is find this guy in the underground lab, and it's and it's in a tree. They're in tree trunks. Um, it's to jump yeah, in a tree trunk. It's like a fast travel almost. System. Exactly. So and it's like they introduced the fast travel system to you in in the tutorial missions, um, but. They introduced them in a way where you see a kind of cutesy uh, leaf leaf character, leaf shaped character, and it's like in the open. So you meet, so you talk to him, and then he'll uh, fast travel you. However, in the open world and not uh, or, or the open area, you don't see him. It's a different fast travel system. It's a you have to jump down a tree trunk, and then you get into a mining cart, and then you pick where you want to go. I spent a good. 30 40 minutes having no idea where to go where to find this guy because i'm looking for the little leaf guy but you just have to kind of jump like just think to jump down one of these these trees and i i just never put it together maybe i missed something here but it's really things like that that get that frustrate me with the game more than more so than anything else no i i only discovered that because once once it sort of let me out into that I don't want to call it open world because that's not what it is, but sort of the hub world. You're right. The I, I just was kind of exploring and it's 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 weirdly gated. Like you get into that hub world and you you can kind of go wherever you want, but then they'll put like artificial gates of just like like you can't go here right now. There'll be like two people standing on this bridge where right. I need to go, and and, and so it, it's strange. But I I also didn't know if I was if it was gonna be a linear game or like a more open game, and 
So I only found that tree trunk thing because I was just sort of exploring. And so I definitely could see trying to, if you're trying to be more mainline and you have not played this game before, uh, you could very easily, I think, run into the same issue that you did of just of, of things not being explained well. Cause no, I, I don't think it ever explained it to me either about these tree trunks. Um, and like, that's, that's the only way you can get to some places at all. Um, so it's, it's kind of strange, but I mean, I, I feel like we're dogging on the game a lot right now, but I, I do want to emphasize that like the story is, it's fine. I don't love it, but it, it was enough to sort of push me through, but I think it's, is definitely backloaded versus front loaded. I think the, the initial sort of hook is, is okay, but I think it, it does wrap up pretty nicely. Um, but, and I, I really want to talk about like the levitation the levitation skill is really when the game sort of clicked for me. Right. Um, it became a game that I was, yeah, that, a game that I was not sure if I was going to finish. Um, if I, you know, I wasn't hating my time, but I wasn't, it, it was not a Mario experience for me. I was not just dying to see what was next. You know, like I, I wasn't dying to see what the next world was going to be, anything like that. But then the levitation and it's just such a cool level. Like it's almost like a giant pinball arena you know like you're you're constantly jumping up things and they they do a very good job of making sure that you don't get frustrated with it and which is strange because I, th- I still think modern platform games do this but like you're constantly kind of going up this silo or, or building up to get to the end of this area but it's smart in that every every little place gives you a checkpoint so that way in case if you do get to the top you fall you can just jump on this little platform and it boosts you right back up to where you were so like i wanted a lot more of that stuff and all of that is in there, but it just there's just too much in between to get to it. Um, it was enough that I I it wasn't enough to turn me off, but it was enough that I was just like, I really wish you'd just let me play. Like let me like show me the good content. I feel like you're sort of elongating the game for no real reason. Yeah, I I'm, I make the joke about Sonic a lot. I mean, but uh, there I I honestly do believe one of the best things Sonic does is. It just lets you go. Like as soon as soon as soon as, soon as the game starts, you're you're running fast. And like it's a joke, but it's what you do. Uh, like and, and a lot of a lot of platformers, uh, especially, are a victim to wait until you get this ability, and then the game will click. And it's like that's when pacing becomes a huge issue for me. And and that's one thing. That's one way to kind of gatekeep me from from enjoying an experience. But I, but I would say uh, Psychonauts is one of those experiences that's so that's so strong in the back end that the minor hiccups on the way there are, are perfectly uh, digestible. Like you do, like they they don't hinder the overall experience. Um, and by the end of your playthrough, you would have thought, "Wow, I should I should have played this when they first came out." Like because then because the, because at least then it would have definitely. Uh, spark something special for you then like, like this being a 15 year old game a 15 year old uh 3d 3d game it definitely some of the charm is lost just in just in time yeah for sure and it's this is a sort of beloved game you know that that's one reason why i want to check it out because people that like this game really really like this game and i get it like i, I totally get it like i don't i don't think it's is nearly as strong as those people probably think it is. But I understand that if you played this game when it came out, you know, like it's, it's the same reason why I, I can still play Mega Man X. And I think it's, 
top five game ever made. Sure like, is. But I understand that if, if you play that now and you just don't have that resonance for when that game came out, what it meant to you, et cetera, meant to a lot of people actually, then you might not see it. But I totally see why in 2005 if this game would have came out. Th- there really isn't nothing, any, anything like it. Um, I think it's – I still think even in, in 2005 standards, I think it's it's a victim of its of its own pacing. Um, I, and I think it's a victim of it's it, if there was less of this game, I think you could chalk it up to one of the best platformers ever made. But like it, it genuinely does some really fun, unique, cool things. But there is there's a lot of just not good in there, too, uh, of just of gating you of there's even like fetch quests sometimes. Uh, like, you're uh, talking about finding the, the scientist and then like you finally get to him and you do a mission and then he's like, ah, go to this other person real quick. And I'm like, why? Like, just just let me keep playing. But that's like, where why it, are you... that's where it gets to that to that double fine sense of humor and perspective that I just yeah. don't resonate with well with. Um, they do that in a lot of their games where they know they almost address the issue of gameplay, but they address it with humor. Therefore, we addressed it. Ha ha. It's like, no, it's still something I don't like. So like, uh, so like, so, so, so if you like Double Fine at all, like this is, a, this is probably for me, peak Double Fine. Like this is just Double Fine all the way through. Uh, and for better and for worse, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm I'm with you in that Double Fine doesn't always click with me. Um, I really like Grim Fandango, which I guess that technically isn't a Double Fine game, but it, you know, is what it is. Um, I, I like that game a lot. I I never played Broken Age. I, I always liked the look of it, but I just it just never clicked. It was nothing that never anything that was just like calling out to me. Um, so I played there. They had a Connect game. I don't remember what it was called now. Um, it's gonna bug me. What was that game called? What was that, what was that game called? It was like. You were like a, a sheriff or something? Okay, sure. God, what was the name of that game? I'm, I'm trying to look it up real quick. I can't find it. Maybe it wasn't even them. Maybe I made that up. This is, this is great. I, I will great say content. I will say I did not like Broken Age. Uh, it, it wasn't terrible. It just wasn't... Um, it, it's, it was one of those adventure games that uh, that was more about the story than the, than the gameplay. Like, it, it was definitely... Uh, it, it it was definitely like someone's first adventure game, almost like, oh, in, in terms of the player's point of view, like it's, well, it wasn't ch- very challenging or thought provoking during in, in gameplay, which is something you desperately need in a in an, an adventure game of that style. Yeah, I, that was one of their like Kickstarter games too. I think like that was one of the first big Kickstarter products i believe so and i know that that was sort of played into a lot of it as well but no that was one like i when it came out i was like like this looks really cool but it they it came out in two parts and i was like i'm gonna wait till the whole thing is out and then it just became one of those things i never i never got back to so i do like the cave i know they made that the cave is pretty good so but they definitely have a style um and i, th- I think this is one of their better ones so uh but when it comes to game pass or pass how do we feel about it uh, this is one of those uh, experiences where I'm delighted to say that by the end of, like, my feelings changed positively for it. Uh, I, I started off this game with a sort of, uh, hesitation of, like, I, I know I'm not going to enjoy this, or I feel like I'm not going to enjoy this. And then I sort of 
a self-fulfilling prophecy, like an hour in, like, yep, knew I wasn't going to like this. Uh, and then, but because of this, because of this podcast and what we do here, like I, I pushed through and again, when I got levitation about two, three hours in, I'm like, I get it. This, this, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be a fun one. And it definitely was. So I definitely say passes on to a friend. Yeah. I, I, I think I can say that too. I, I don't think I'm as strong on it as some of the fans are. Um, I understand where they're coming from, but I, I don't, I don't think that the flaws of the game can be ignored. Um, I would, I still think in, in 2005, those, those flaws would have been pretty, um, not, not that it would have like tanked the game. Like I'm not saying the game didn't deserve the eights and nines and, you know, and et cetera. I'm saying that that's kind of a good score. I think I understand it, um, where people were coming from that reviewed it, et cetera, et cetera, that, or that, or that don't love it kind of thing. But I definitely think it's worth playing. So, and, and I'm glad I played it because that Psychonauts 2 is coming out, um, at some point, I believe it got pushed out of this year now. I think that's what happened. Uh, let me look here. It's planned for release in 2021. Uh, they further delayed it to 2021, which will allow for an Xbox Series X optimized version. Optimized version to be released. So I, this might be E3's come. Well, E3 is coming up. That's weird to say. Um, in a couple weeks here, so I'm wondering if they're going to start talking about that game because with that being a Microsoft game, I, it'll hit Game Pass day one. So, uh, but no, so. I'm 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 glad I played it because I I want to jump into Psychonauts too and I want to I'm hopefully they've got a, they fixed a lot of those issues that I have with it so but there you go when it comes to Psychonauts on Game Pass or Pass pass it on play it pass it on to your friends have a good time with it uh, just kind of know what you're getting into I, I, I maybe we should just stop saying that because I feel like you should say that with I say that with everything know what you're getting into I think at this point you probably know what you're getting into. I mean, yeah, or, or or save it for the very special, like weird ones. This 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 is this is a this is a, a sort of straightforward platformer. Like if, in, in, I think most people will enjoy it eventually. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Um, probably a topic for a different time, but you know, I, I have to wonder if platformers tend to resonate better with people if they're more Mario asking that they just sort of let you go right away um you're going to be running and jumping in mario that's all you need and they definitely introduce things along the way but they're smart about getting you in the action quickly where this is kind of the opposite so topic for another time but there you go psychonauts play it have a good old time when it comes to the future um i think we have decided we're going to be playing some knockout city i've been playing a lot of knockout city um so we're going to be talking about that at some point but i think that's all we really have decided at this point um, unless there's something that you're looking at, something you're looking forward to. Uh, you hyped me up for Knockout City, honestly. Like, I mean, you, you said it's you said it's Disc Jam esque, so that's all I need Very to know. So, uh, I do want to give this Salasta Crown of the Magister a try. I saw that, and I don't think it's on console, unfortunately. I have at the moment, but let me look at it here. Maybe, maybe I might be able to run this actually. So we'll see. Maybe we'll give that a shot. So that's the only thing that's really coming out. Um, I still do want to give Steep a try. I just been busy, haven't gotten to it. So, but so there's there's not a lot. Uh, I think Microsoft is holding back for E3. Um, I I thought about asking, should we do like an E3 reaction episode, like a bonus episode? Uh, I I think making a gaming podcast, we're kind of kind of have to. I don't think we have an option. <laughs> E3 yeah, E3, E3 so. is a thing. I mean, it, I'm excited that E3 is back. 
for sure because like i just it's something that i always do every summer you know like looking forward to it unfortunately it, it's so spread out now like i can't invite people over i mean i mean i guess i could but that was just kind of what we did you know you hey e3s it's a two-day thing you've got three going one day three going the next day and then you get pizza in between you get some ice cream in between and then you just have a good old time but now it's so spread out you can't do that anymore um but let me look at when microsoft's e3 presentation is june 13th at 10 a.m which is a sunday so that's coming up pretty quick they're going to be talking a lot there about Game Pass for sure. That is still their big thing. They're gonna be talking about Starfield. They're gonna be talking about Halo. Uh, so also we do need to get back to. We got to finish those Halo games uh, before Halo Infinite comes out. So we got to put those in the docket as well. We're almost done. We only got a couple games left. So, but when Halo Infinite got delayed, we delayed that. So, but it'll be interesting. So yeah, maybe we'll do an E3 reaction episode just to kind of spice things up and, and talk about what we felt about their game pass plans, et cetera, et cetera. But all right, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we'll see you next time probably with um, Knockout City or something along those lines. You can shoot us an email, gpopfans at gpopfans at gmail.com. Give us a call, 574-651-9256. Text us there, shoot us an email, send us a voicemail, whatever you want. Rate us on your favorite podcast service it really does help i promise you it does but that's gonna do this episode of game pass or pass we will see you next time good day sirs hippity hop i'm a kangaroo all right